Hey guys, it's Sai. The Patreon is up. We keep talking about it and there keeps being great stuff up there. This week, a couple of free things. You get the pre-show ramble where Chad and I and Haybales sat around and talked and they got aggressively mean about the shake I was drinking. And then there's a bonus episode and you don't even have to pay for it. This is a lost episode, a free episode of Middle of Somewhere. We recorded it a few months ago and every time every once in a while this sort of thing happens where our audio maybe doesn't work or something tech technically doesn't come together and these episodes get lost to the uh they, well they disappear they don't they're, they're, they're you never hear them well hay bales took one of those episodes and was able to save the audio and so you get a never before aired episode and it's free this isn't even one you have to buy middle of somewhere's patreon uh patreon that's p a com slash M-O-S podcast. And the uh, extra episodes are on top of that are going to be coming in the next week or two here. So get over there, sign up, and you will like it. I didn't do a great job in this ad, but we did a better job on Patreon. It's not even an ad. What am I talking about? Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, did that seem weird? Did it seem like I got further away from you? Because I stood up to adjust my sack, and that's what happened, so I didn't know. Hey, uh, listen, thanks for and coming back. And since he's in his 40s, this. he had to stand up three feet to do it. I did have to get up on a ladder to really, <laughs> really let the pendulum go. Uh, across from me, you've heard him already, you love him already, it's Cy Amundsen. Hello everyone, it's good to be here with my close personal friend, Grandfather Clock Nutsack Daniels. Guys, I am, <laughs> I needed that open, I'm, I needed that, I needed the energy, I needed the image of your nutsack needing <laughs> a construction style ladder to be freed from a chair. Just for a second, I thought when you said kneading, I thought you were spelling it K-N-E-A-D. Get in there, get in there like with my dough. thumbs and nickels. Absolutely, or nickels, yeah. Knuckles, thumbs and nickels. <laughs> I'm, I have change on the brain. I said nickels because I have saw more quarters this morning than any human being has ever seen. And What happened? I was at a laundromat. Oh, how? why? Don't you have a... I don't want to... Go ahead. It's a, those, those were all great half questions, Chad. Well, I saw you. Here's why I stopped every one of them. Because I saw you put three of your fingertips over each eyeball. And then every time I started a question, you kept pushing in further and further. And I thought you were going to hit your brain. I, I can't give you specifics because. Oh, yes. I got you covered. Go ahead and tell me what you want to tell me. An incident has occurred with my personal property. First of all, let allegedly, me, let me, allegedly, not muskrat related, not HOA related, but an incident has occurred with my personal property. Allegedly. And it has created a situation and a bunch of our clothes were exposed. A bunch of our possessions were exposed to mold. That's that's Alleg allegedly. That's the big that's the big piece of information I'm going to give you right now without telling you more. And so, 
when your clothes are exposed to mold or you basically have to to wash them and it's not like a throw them in the washer the end it's a you wash them and then you wash them again with borax and then you have to dry them all the way through and then you have to make sure they're completely dry the seams can't be wet because you can't refold the damn shit that has mold spores on it and then more mold will grow right. and right. <clears throat> so allegedly yeah Jenna's parents were coming today to visit, and so we okay. had to get up at 6.30 in the morning to get to the laundromat at 7 a.m. to wash yeah. not some of our clothes, Chad, all of the clothes we own. Allegedly. Yeah, that sucks. Now, uh, I want to say this. It makes me laugh that you're like, what do you do when you have mold? You bring your clothes to a public place where other people are going to be washing their shit. That's what you do, because I will not do this alone. I will <laughs> misery loves company now here's a question when you took out the borax and people were like who's the borax for it at any point did you go my wife <laughs> anything like that any kind of borat related humor i am not going to admit to any of that uh okay. and I allegedly hate, i like it You're i learning. hate how much i hate how well you know me uh <laughs> yeah of course i do i mean i will tell you that there is no honeymoon period in a marriage long enough for a woman to put up with a Borat impression at 7.30 a.m. in a rural right. Ohio laundromat. Yeah. So, and I know there are some people who, I don't want to get into my health stuff. I'm not, I'm not interested in having that conversation. But the mold specialist who came out to our home to deal with all this, who is okay. incredible, incredible woman, she goes, hey, because your health stuff, these are the ways you're going to have to do this or you're putting yourself at severe risk because the immunosuppressant drugs, you know, yeah. like if you're on AIDS drugs or TNF blockers, you like yeah, have a new right. organ. There's shit where mold is really extra bad for some people. So okay. that's why. And we can't do this one load at a time at our house. Like you want to know how people get divorced. It's doing 40 loads of mold laundry one at a time in their house during the weekend. Like that can't, of course, that's not going to go well. Yeah. Now, do you think this woman that you think is incredible? Do you think this is like a guy with a tiny dick situation where it's like she had no choice but to become incredible because she's when people go, oh, my God, I love you, Becky. What do you do? And she's like, I'm a mold specialist. I mean, at that point, you have to have a pretty good personality. There's an there's an oh, see, I wasn't even saying she, she does have a great personality. I see what you're saying. You're saying like she's an incredible person because she has she to had be no like, choice. Yeah. No, she is. She's an incredible person. She's also incredible at her job. Oh, yeah. Dude, I got it. We got I see. I'm sorry. I forget women have jobs. I live in northern Minnesota. Excuse me. <laughs> so we we just called our ins our home inspector. and We're like, we're having an issue. Do you know anyone? He sends this lady who's got like a master's degree and teaches companies and schools like how to deal. She's unbelievable. And so. We are at the laundromat very early in the morning and we are doing laundry. And I, I may be jean shorts and no shirt with Travis Tritt. Like that may all be true. I may be a dumb mm -hmm. hillbilly, but there's something about laundromats that I hate 
so I mean it's not something there's a million things I hate about laundromats but if you if someday at my funeral somebody's like he died at a laundromat like even if it's in my 80s like he he it was a fist fight at a laundromat that's not going to be a surprising aspect laundromats sure. rev me up and get my uh, going <laughs> I'm glad you still have a you so there's been a lot of frustration with the alleged situation Sure, I get it. Oh my God, what do you a little CD White run there? There's been a lot of frustration with the alleged situation. Ooh, what's my Holy name? Holy shit, oh. Mouse One. <laughs> so, uh, but, but I would like to tell you about. Here's my relationship with laundromats. When my parents uh, got divorced or whatever happened, we moved into an apartment that did not have any laundry. Now, cut to. Uh, that was when I was a freshman in high school. And then when I was a freshman in college in the same town, because I couldn't get out because I didn't have the book learning. Uh, I, I made some friends from Detroit Lakes that oh, yeah. lived in the exact same apartment. Oh, So they lived in the exact same apartment. So I would go in there and they're like, well, I, they'd be like, well, I know it's not great, you know, but it's nice. And I go, my family lived here. You're college students and you're saying it's not great. And my family, this was our home. So please stop. But I would go over to this laundromat and it was right by Taco John's. So I'd throw in a load and then I would always have on. I had here. Here was in my life. Every year I would get one piece of nice clothing. Right. And I would always get teased for my clothes when I was younger. People be like, oh, you only have one. Is that the only guest sweatshirt you have? And it's like, listen. My clothing is a result of my parents' financial situation. I don't have a job. I can't get one legally. Please leave me the fuck. Call my parents if you have a problem with my clothing. But I would always wear this poncho that I stole from my friend. And it was from uh, Hard Rock Cafe in Mexico. So I was like, oh, it's a Hard Rock poncho, right? And I would go there. I'd get some tacos, have my little poncho. And then I'd throw in on my little Walkman, Amy Grant, Baby Baby. Oh. I stole the tape from my mom. It was one of the only tapes we had. So I knew Baby Baby so well, and I wouldn't even think about it. That when I would be in the car with my friends and it would come on the radio, I would immediately start singing it. And they'd be like, what's up, dude? Uh, and so I have fond memories in a weird way. You know when you get older and you look back at things from your youth and you go, oh, who cares? That's just silly. That's that's the fond memory I have of laundromats. There is so much to unpack here. And it well, might, there's no doubt. It, I have 40 loads of moldy laundry to unpack. It might be a year before we get to the very unimportant uh, altercation I had at the laundromat this morning. <laughs> no, I, I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, no, no, no. I need to start with the idea of you. The, there is nothing I've loved more maybe in the history of mankind than the visual of a young Chad in a hard rock mm -hmm. cafe poncho at Stolen, a, yeah. not a Taco Bell. And we're going to, we're going to get into this also, not a Taco, Bell, a Taco Bell, a Taco John's because we didn't have a Taco Bell in our town where we grew up either. We had a Taco John's. Interesting that they wouldn't go with Taco Wands just to sell it. No, that's it. That's I always a real, thought that. yeah, that's a real fuck you kind of like, I'm not, I'm not going by Juan. It's John. I'm John, yeah. and I also love tacos. That's a real kind of like, probably a cultural fuck you. The point is, 
you in a in in a in a Taco John's in a Hard Rock, and then all of a sudden just baby baby, I'm taken with the no like dude. Everything about that makes me sad for baby Chad and happy for us right now, and also happy. For, I'm not sad. You turned out great. I I'm I'm happy with it to be honest with you. And also the reason, just to clear up for people that don't know about Taco John's and where it is, it's yes. in the northern states, Midwest. And it's because people that live where I live, sometimes you can overhear this at a Taco John's or even a McDonald's to be like, the ketchup is spicy. It hurts my tongue. And so they went with Taco John's to say like, it's tacos, but you get it. It's just regular hamburger. And I'm not going to, here's the thing. I'm not going to take any fucking Taco John's smack here. Taco John's pipes. Taco Bell. Taco Bell isn't shouldn't even be in the same conversation. Dude, you got first of all, I agree. You got what people if you've never been to a Taco John's go in there and just go, I would like some potato Olays. And then you will never think of Taco Bell as long as you live. Try a fucking churro on for size and yeah. go to any other fast Delta. Get out of here, Del Taco. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's Taco Richards. It doesn't matter. Taco Paul's call yeah. it whatever you want. If you keep sure. making potato Olays, they are delicious. My go-to was I'd get, everybody likes to get the meat and potato burritos, right? That's what I like to get. I'm a basic bitch. I'm a, I'm a vodka soda with lime and meat and potato burrito. Now, see, what I would do is I would get as many soft-shell tacos as my body thought it could take in that day. And then I would get okay. the largest amount of potato Olays I thought I could take in that day. And then I would get a side of nacho cheese, like the runny nacho cheese. And I would sure. take the normal tacos and I would open them up. And I'm dumping the potato lays and cheese in there, making my own. So you're making it. Making you're my making own it. tacos. And then when I've eaten so many tacos that I'm not going to have a good day, I waddle up to the counter and go, I'd like two churros, please. <laughs> yeah. And then I just yep. regrettably mash through those in the car wherever I'm going. I... It's impressive that you made your own meat and potato burritos because you must have saved upwards of 25 cents doing that. And that gets us right back to the laundromat. You well, before we do that, you might have been raised in a place where they could only (laughs) buy you one guest sweatshirt. And my parents might have been able to afford more guest sweatshirts, not a ton more, but definitely more. But my mom has the mentality like. I'm surprised my mom doesn't have a picture of that apartment complex in her room to be like, only spend as much as someone living in this. Like, she is very, <laughs> you, dude, you, you didn't have many clothes, but at least you didn't have a situation, I know I've mentioned this on the show, where you would come home from school and your mom would be like, take your school clothes off and put on your shitty everyday clothes. Like we had, there was a real preservation aspect because if you kept them school clothes nice when I grew out of them, you could probably get an extra half a dollar on a garage sale when she sells them. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Now my mom knew, she tried that with me. I'd get home and she's like, can you put on your bad sweatshirts? And I'd be like, mother, I have a reputation to defend out there. You know I wear guest clothing, goddammit. I have a reputation to defend, and it's a guy with one sweatshirt. If they see me with other sweatshirts at home. Yeah, what am I, what am I, are we rich all of a sudden? So I'm really upset about this mold thing, and there's a whole lot more to that story that we're not going to get into. Because it's alleged, yep. And we're up early, 
We're at the laundromat. We're in between loads. My Je wife. Jenna's got to go get some tubs so we can bring our clothes home because the bags we brought our clothes in have to get thrown away. Of course they do. They're pure mold. And so I'm so here's how let me give you the visual of the laundromat. You walk in. Okay. And right in front of you is a row of about eight washing machines. Yep. And on the other side of that is another eight washing machines. Sure. And then like gas pump style. And then we talking front loaders. We talking front loaders. We talking top loaders. Talking front, front loaders. loaders. Okay. Yep. And then on the other side of that, there is another set of machines. And then on the other, like there's a walkway. So there's my mine and the ones behind it. And then there's a walkway. Then there's another bank of machines, gas station style with machines on both sides. And then all the so we're talking like we're talking like in a library. You have bookshelves facing each direction Correct. but you can walk between them okay i'm with you and then all around the exterior are the dryers okay and then off to the left you got the size zone arcade games all over the place right cruising usa oh, pac-man yeah. shit like that so yeah jenna has to go and we have four gigantic machines going and okay. like i mentioned you have to wash them and then you don't even take the clothes out. You just like turn them right back on, dump yeah. the borax, and you keep going. So in that moment, a gal walks in, and she stays. All of a sudden, I know she's she's just standing there with her stuff, and I'm like, hey, I already hate it. I we're actually doing a whole nother load of these, and she goes, well, that's rude, and. I don't know what happened in my brain. I do. But there, was, there wasn't 70 people in the laundromat. There's like four people. There are 32 yeah. machines. And I fucking lost it. Like, and not, I didn't start screaming at her or anything. I did the white trash walk away where I was like, there, there's, mm -hmm. I go, there's, a, I literally was like, there's machines everywhere. Go, what do you mean it's rude? Get away from me. Go use one of the other machines. And then she's walking away and she's kind of got a little bit of an attitude. So now I'm white trash walk away. I'm kind of walking away, but I'm just mm -hmm. talking just an absurd amount of shit. At one point I'm doing an impression of somebody who's trying to understand how many laundry machines are in the laundromat. Like, <laughs> had my phone... <laughs> Had my phone not rang, you'd be doing this podcast alone today because somebody would have gunned me down in that laundromat. I was, I was Yosemite Sam and the Tasmanian Devil fucking stuffed inside a Popeye's pipe riding down the road in the Clampett's fucking beater from, from uh, whatever Beverly that Hillbillies, show was. Absolutely. Beverly Hillbillies, absolutely. I was like... I, I, and I don't, I almost like blacked out and came to, and I'm over here going like, hey, how many machines do you need to walk? Like it was bananas. <laughs> First of all, if your phone wouldn't have rang, you'd still be there showing her on your phone calculator. How many <laughs> machines are there? You're like, look at dumb asshole. I am using 9% of the machines in here. So you're freaking out. Now, let me tell you, as I told you before, spent a lot of time in laundromats. Okay. Yeah. So I know exactly what happened. Here's what happened. She goes into the laundromat and she puts her loads in those four. Yep. Right? For the, she loves those machines. And here's why. Because at one time before you had this mold problem, allegedly, she 
went in there, dropped her loads off, walked over to the gas station to get cigarettes, happened yeah. to buy a lotto Scratchy. ticket, a yep. scratch off, yep. and she won. And so now she has to have those machines because yeah. those are her good luck scratchy machines. Yep. I know how this goes. And that makes a ton of sense. I'm just, I think it was such a hard morning and I'm trying everything to be in the moment positive. And she's stealing that from me. What I should be doing is my Borat impression. I should be making yeah. nonstop yes. jokes about dumping a load. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. How many places? Forty am, loads. Yeah. Exactly. How many places am I going to get to use load humor? So I don't. I don't right. hang out on construction sites. I'm not around truckers. Right. So this is my main load humor facility. So I should be yeah. trying to get through this shitty moment with some fun. And here you are, fucking cockadoodle do trying to get little baby rooster ripping and running and it worked it was uh yeah it was, it was no I, I know i know where your head was at you were you had already plotted the idea of combining a borat impersonation yeah. with load humor my load right yeah <laughs> my my load on my wife <laughs> i mean we all know what was coming and it's I, no pun intended but this lady ruined it all because of her scratchies. And it's, uh, that's a rough one when somebody thinks they own a public space. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the equivalent of driving slow in the left lane and going, but I pay my taxes. It's like, fucking move over before you don't have to pay any more taxes and your kids get your money because you're dead now. <laughs> Well, listen, I, I can't even imagine what you're going through, but I will tell you that I've also had a rough week, Sai. Sure. As you know, I have uh, cookies and cream tits. I've seen them. And so my favorite clothing piece, mold or no mold, sure. it is a hoodie. Mm -hmm. Okay. So where I live... And I, I hate to complain about this, but we have gone from 30 degree weather, which is jacket weather, to 75 degrees, which is t-shirt weather. Oh, sure. There was no time to wear a hoodie and feel my boobs jiggling and go, oh, you need to fix this a little bit for t-shirt weather. It's now I've gone from jacket body to t-shirts, and that's not a good look. So now here I am. I'm like out in a t-shirt and... I just I can feel I can feel it all and I don't care for it. And I know this isn't what you had uh, to deal with, but we were talking about clothing and we we're talking. It's like I need spring. I need spring to get me ready for T-shirts. And I, I haven't had that opportunity. And I think let's be fairness in conversation. I think what I'm dealing with sucks a lot, but I I'm a big possessions are possessions and I'll be OK. Health is like, you know. I'm I'm sure. frustrated and annoyed, right. but I'm fine. What you're dealing with, I will say, this is a this is a hurricane full of uh, you know body issues and self like that. I think I'm going to give you the upper leg here. I know you're trying to minimize it and and be nice to me because of what I'm going through, but I know sure. for you to slide out of a jacket and and jello goo your way into a t-shirt already without yeah. an ability to emotionally transition 
I, that can't yeah. be fun for you. How often do you, how often in a t-shirt in the last few days have you looked down at your own body? Well, several. Um, I am, I am uh, f right now dealing with the largest beard I've ever had. Yeah, I love it. And that's, uh, and I leave the food in it. So it's crunchy, so I can't look down. It's almost like a kickstand. Yeah. It hits my tits, and then I can't look down and see. And that's just, Preventative. that's me, yeah, that's me knowing what's going to happen mm -hmm. and preventing it. So, um I will say that uh, if you check my Google history, it does say how to put snaps on T-shirts because I thought about cutting my T-shirts up through the middle and then somehow applying snaps like that would be a better look. I don't really know. Maybe a zipper like a hoodie. Have but... you ever thought about wearing those short sleeve? I really liked the short sleeve button-up collar shirts that are really light fabric? Or are you worried you'd look like if Jason Mraz won, a, won one of those log rolling contests? I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm worried about that. I think I'm worried about Spanx is a thick material for a reason. Sure. And so when you're just draping a sheet over your body, I mean, you're still going to see all the nooks and crannies. And that's, that's not... What, what I can't stand is this. When I turn... Wearing a t-shirt when I turn into the wind and it's like everyone can see exactly where my belly button is. And uh, I, I'm not a fan of that. I hate that my favorite brand of clothing didn't form to your body. Because I don't buy into this. I love hearing you talk about it. But I don't buy into I think you look. I think you look fantastic. And I know you're always working on yourself. I understand. And I know you could be skinnier. I understand. Sure. And I will say this, I've had some very nice people on the road yell at me, but it was in a nice way. Like, like, hey, you're doing great, you fat fuck. Yeah, yeah. We listen to the podcast and you talk about your body like you're the fattest person ever and you are fine. Chad, stop talking about yourself like that and leave that for Mike Cronin. And so, you know, it's just like, I get it. So many people have, have yelled that at me and word that for exact word, exactly, thing, even yeah. the ending. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so let's change gears here. Yeah. I would like to tell you about something very positive. Okay. I love it. And that is Olivia, my daughter, is cleaning up in free money for college oh let's go i mean she is hitting she's getting these applications in and she's getting these scholarships and it is so fantastic and i you know obviously very proud of her for doing this and we mm -hmm. went to a banquet it's called dollars for scholars so what happens is there's oh a, yeah there's a lot of these i mean people say they're little scholarships but dude anything helps when you're going to school so 50 students received $74,000 in scholarships. Not each, of course, but I'm saying like divvied up. Yeah, it's not little. And Olivia got two scholarships. They were a thousand apiece. Wow. And one of the scholarships, I, I want to be very careful about this because it is, uh, it is a, a tremendous thing that this family is doing, but they, they lost a child and mm -hmm. the, the scholarship is in that child's name. And, and I didn't really know what the scholarship was about. So I asked, and then they told me, and I, I had known the dad from, from Boy Scouts, because Isaac and I would go up to the Boundary Waters 
and he was one of the dads that would come with us. And so we got to chatting and I got to hear this thing and it was really emotional, you know, their, their, the scholarship is in their child's name that they lost. And I didn't, I don't know what I would do if I would even leave the house for 50 years, if that happened. And so I think it's very selfless what this family's doing. And uh, it was an emotional day. And Olivia's up there getting these scholarships and she's giving her speech and talking about, I'm going to, you know, this school that's far away next year. And uh, so I'm listening to all of this and I'm about to have an emotional breakdown. I am thinking about empty nest syndrome. I'm thinking about, you know, my kid's not living with me anymore. I'm thinking about um, this family that is so selfless and giving this scholarship in their son's name. And I'm thinking about, you know, that Olivia is going a long ways away for school, all of this stuff. And I can feel it. I can feel it happening. I can feel my eyes getting a little moist. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, keep it together. But I can't. Okay. Because all of these things keep clicking. As soon, it's like whack-a-mole. As soon as I hit, <laughs> Olivia's going a long ways away. It's like this fucking family and their selflessness and, and what they're doing and what they've been through. And I hit that down. And then all of a sudden, like, empty nest. You're going to be by yourself forever. <laughs> and I hit that down and all this shit. And so it keeps popping up. And I'm losing my mind. And I'm about, I'm about to start crying. And then this bitch at two tables away starts playing with an empty water bottle and it's quiet and these kids are giving speeches and i'm thinking like thank god this is what you needed she gave thank god she gave me something to hate so i could forget about my emotions and hate someone and just have hate as my primary emotion instead of sadness and sorrow and all this shit. And so now I'm loving this lady and now I'm giggling about it. Normally I would lose my mind. I'd be like, bitch, enough with the bottle. But this time I'm like, oh, thank you. And it reminded me about America. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I love America as a country, but I love the fact that that's kind of, it's what we do. We, there's always a topic, always a topic where you can go, oh, I'm sad that uh, this girl left me, but <laughs> there's Supreme Court. Look at the Supreme Court, these sons of bitches or whatever. You can always hate something in this country. And that's, I'm putting that on the positive. And the good thing it's, there's you always can, something. Yeah. You can always get mad at some other side so you can forget about your actual emotions, right? It's like, you know, you, you think to yourself like, oh, the Supreme Court's doing this. And personally, I think women should have choices, except the choice to leave me. And then you're back in that dark place. But then but then you, there's something else going on down the street. So it's like, I just wanted to send a shout out to the first of all, that family. Unbelievable what they did with that scholarship. And then secondly, that bitch that was crinkling the bottle. Thank you for getting me out because I, I was about to lose my mind. Huge yeah. shout out to the bottle lady. Huge shout out to Crinkle Bottle Bitch. Uh, I... <laughs> that sounds like a lyric in a Queen song. <laughs> Crinkle Bottle Bitch, those bottoms better go down. The, well, there's no way also that's not a Skeet McGraw track. Ooh, crinkle crink, bottle bitch. Crinkle bottle bitch. That's uh, yeah. It sounds like an ex-wife of Skeets. The our family did did that. There's a because you know both my parents worked at uh, the college down here, 
And yes. so there's a scholarship in my sister's name. Uh, awesome. And that is, I, I do think that is pretty impressively selfless because I, I haven't, I'm a, I'm a sibling. I lost a sibling. That's different right. than, I mean, it's fuck, it's all horrible. There's no comparative of course. here of course. with how horrible all the stuff is. But I remember, and maybe I've talked about this before, I remember after she passed, everybody is so well-intentioned and so wonderful, and they want mm. to they want to honor her. But for me, it started feeling like, a, like just constantly going to new funerals. It was like, sure. hey, do you come to the choir concert or the band concert. We left an empty chair with a rose on it. You're like, well, why don't you just put a coffin up there? Like it's, and I know <laughs> I like, and I, and I never, vo- I've, I never voiced that. I never, I just, because, right. because right. here's the thing. I think some people thought that was wonderful and amazing in our family. And it's just even, even down to the scholarship, like the scholarship's amazing. And I think probably for my parents and for everybody and the kids who get this, it's amazing. But even when I see it, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I haven't processed, done a good job of processing people who, thank gosh, I don't give a, sh- like, I never go back to the town I grew up in because, sure. like, if I, they have a big plaque in the school, like, if you, if I still lived there and went to high school basketball games and had to walk by that all the time, I'd be like, man, this sucks. And that, but that's just yeah. how I process shit. No, I understand. And that, I think that would suck just about as much as saying, thank gosh. But anyways... I also wanted to quickly say that that's the problem. (laughs) I'm glad you laughed at that. That's the problem with the golden rule, right? The golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But it's like there are certain situations where it's like, ask me what I want. Don't do what you want because what you want is not going to fit what what I want in this situation at all. Pick your fucking rose up. Well, it it gets complicated too then when you have a gigantic family and something like that happens and everybody is going to have their own feelings about so and and, you know those people all have to grieve too so you kind of just have to get out of the way and suck suck up the shit that you don't like you know but I also with my OCD I get really, really, it's a made up term, uh, but I call it negative nostalgia where, you know, any, anything from the era in which my life was like, after I having gone through some traumatic events, you know, or a traumatic event, it like so many, like so much imagery from those times are kind of seared into my brain. And that like a lot of that unwanted imagery can cause the manifestation of the OCD, and I think uh, it's, I don't know where I'm going with this. I started on that, and then I just started thinking about my OCD and spiraling. <laughs> but I, I think it's, you know, there's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going. I just started talking about my OCD. What was I saying before yeah. I went down that road? Help me out. I'm lost. That's okay. Yeah, you were just talking about um, negative nostalgia. Yeah, uh, and I don't know why i brought that up so what a cool way to grind up you know what i tell you what i'm gonna take it no 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 because i'm gonna take where you where you left off and it's gonna start right again right here and i think i stole that line from vince vaughn in wedding crashers but doesn't matter what i'm gonna say is this could you i mean you're dealing with that with with a sibling and then have you ever seen when people like famous people die and then online everyone 
has a story or a picture uh, or yeah. something. It's like Awful. cool your jets. Like there's a picture, there's a selfie of a guy, and then the celebrities behind them, and then the caption is like. Hey, man, I remember I worked with so-and-so at the improv in 1997, and he didn't say one word to me, and that's what I respected most about him was, like, his privacy. And it's like, can you just shut shut up? You have a picture. You took a picture, and now you're making this about you. Yeah, well, that's what we're the best at. I, I think where I was going with it... Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely the king of it, too. Yeah. I think, I think where I was going with that is I just... I, my brain so heavily connects imagery and stuff. So I think sure. where some people really like tributes and really like things like that, they ping that, that negative imagery or they ping an anxiety or, or stuff like that. Even where, uh, you know, I, we made, I made this video uh, for her, for the, the thing before the service. And it was, you know, it was just a bunch of, pictures right so everybody didn't have sure. to go and look over a book it was just all these pictures and i remember uh i didn't know like i'm a kid and i had this wonderful friend help me and uh you know because we were in our first year of college and she uh, she's like well what song do you want to use and i was like i don't know i'm not functioning and she <laughs> she uh it's just funny how certain things cement in different ways where like the the song she chose was i've seen fire and i've seen rain i can't did you hear that i can't even almost yeah jeepers yeah. fucking creepers i can't even say the lyric like i i like james taylor but if that song comes on the radio i just i'm just it's and it's not even it's not even a good thing it's not like a happy times pictures it just i think it drums up the imagery and the emotion of those moments and sure. so if you ever see a Honda Civic, like, thank, <laughs> thank gosh we can connect. There it is again. Thank gosh we can connect our, uh, our phones. And I, there's podcasts and stuff. Because, like, anytime in the, in, the, in the 2000s in Minnesota, if you saw a, a red Honda Accord pulled over along the side of the road, there's a really good chance that there was a man in there wailing and weeping because sure. Cities 97 played fire and rain <laughs> well thank hevish that you didn't get rear-ended when you were pulled over i'm very thankful for that the other the weird thing is though the morning the morning this is a very the other side of it and it's weird how brains work that morning i went to the grocery store and there was a like right after we found out because we found out really early in the morning and you know it's everybody's in such shock. I think I just was like, I'm going to the store and no one said anything. You're like, should Cy just yeah. be venturing off into society by himself in this moment? <laughs> and I, I just wound up, I remember I called my friend Corey Jewell, who was unbelievable in a really awful moment. And then I just wound up pacing a grocery store. I don't know how long I was in there, like a really, really long time. And only gosh knows. And there was <laughs> That's my favorite Kid Rock song, Only Gosh Knows Why. <laughs> I've been sitting here. So a song and I'm not gonna give this this is for me. The song I don't want anybody to know what it is, but the song comes on the radio and in one of you know, one of the worst moments of you know you can experience in losing someone close. 
this song plays and I'm stuck in a grocery store. And for some reason, I don't, and I don't understand why the brain connected. To this day, that song gives me such peace and makes me so happy. And groceries, oh, do grocery stores are like my place. I, Interesting. I, I love, I know we always used to joke about uh, why you at Whole Foods so fucking much. I, sure. I am very at peace meandering the aisles of a grocery store. Only gosh knows why. You're right. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's great. I just I just picture being the friend that volunteers in this you know horrific moment to help you with the slideshow, and then they're like, "Well, what song do you want?" And you're like, "I don't know. You pick it, but it better be perfect." And then they're just questioning. Every choice they've ever made, just like, why, why did I help? I don't understand. Her name was Brittany Jansen, and uh, she graduated with me. And she, her parents, her dad also worked at the college, and she nailed okay. it. She knocked it out. Has it caused me to cry a lot in my adult life? Oh, yeah, so much, so many times. But she really, she could have been like, hey, I think you should play uh, Keeper of the Stars by Mark Chestnut or some shit. And then... <laughs> What have been people at the wake like? This isn't. These are nice pictures, but I don't know that this song tracks. Who directed this? Cy directed know, it. Do you know? <laughs> do you know what Fire and Rain's about? Um, and my sister passing away. Yeah, that's what he wrote that about, right? I, I know. I don't, I, get, I don't give a shit. What that's he what wrote I was about, about to say. That's my song now. That's what I was about to say. What is it about? That. Oh, did I? That's did exactly I? Did right. I spearhead that's exactly your joke? Right. No, yeah, no, exactly right. I wonder what the song actually is about. Well, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do know what it's about, but uh, your answer was so much better than mine. Sure. Um, so, obviously, I don't want to turn this and make this about me again, but I'm going well, to. Well, I've seen uh... fire and not. No, go ahead. <laughs> Dude, for the rest of time, you have found a way to stop me in my tracks. Thank you. For the rest of time. <laughs> now, I don't know if you remember this. I'd like to remind you one time you have a tattoo on your body. I do, yeah. And I made fun of it. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it, was your, it was your sister. Yeah, it's her initials, yep. Yeah, and so I made fun of it, and you told me that, and it shut me down pretty quickly. <laughs> and then, I don't know if you remember this, but then I sent you a song. Yes, I do remember that. I very much yep. remember it. I, I sent you a song that was that I thought would be uh, sentimental uh, to you. And so, uh, but yeah, so anyways, it's pretty cool that now you have a lock on this situation where anytime I start doing something you don't like, you can just sing that song and I'm done. The, uh, you're not the only person who's made fun of the tattoo. Here's the thing. So it's a tattoo. Obviously you just described what it is. My mom and dad, my dad has, because it also stands for, uh, there's like a, a, a liberation army in, you know, there's some sort of like, it stands for a military force also. So my dad okay. likes to make that joke from time to time. And my mom, uh, in this is a real callback moment from earlier in the show, and maybe I've told this before. We're getting at the point where, guys, you can't hold us accountable if we retell stuff. Right. We are two old dummies, and we. I was told. I was told by several people. I have never told the naked push-up story. Oh, that's what I thought. So yeah. 
I, I sat down after getting the tattoo in the kitchen. My mom was there. She sees it, and she just goes, yeah, how much did that cost? That was her only <laughs> response. Did you point to my old apartment and be like, someone in here could have afforded it? <laughs> so <laughs> I was reminded again, I always get these emails from where Olivia's going to school. And it's sure. like, hey, don't forget to sign up for this. Housing is due here. This application is due here. And then I got one today that was like, freshman orientation is this week. And then it all came crashing down on sure. me. Sure. And I know there are a lot of parents, and I'm, I bet you there's going to be positives because I'm going to be able to travel and go to some places that I didn't get to go to in lockdown, stuff like mm -hmm. that. But, you know, this is going to be rough for me. And I'm sure there are parents that are like, we loved it so much. It's all we do is party. But it's like, well, yeah, but you live with someone else. I mean, I'm going to be so it's when I say empty nest, it's like the emptiest of nests. Yeah, we're going to party. And you're just looking around like, who? Who is yeah. we? <laughs> Have you ever seen a nest in fall that's cracked on the ground? That's my nest. It's like the emptiest. The real MVP of Olivia going to college might end up being Isaac. Because can you imagine the amount of needy text that kid is going to get? When you're in Minnesota, like, hey, well, whatever oh, he you want. he has no idea. Hey, if you just like. He has no idea. If you just want to come over, you can use the car or my money. Like, there's going to be a lot of. <laughs> oh, there's going to be so much bribery. So Isaac already has been informed about this, and he knows. And he's, he, you know, he pretends he's cool with it. But it's going to drive him crazy. I mean, you know, he's a pretty private guy. And we do hang out a, a good amount. But it's going to be, you want to go fishing? Hey, you want to go fishing again? Yeah. What are we going to do? You want to go to Applebee's and eat? I know you like the, I know you like the pretzel they bites. They got half, half off apps. I'll get you, I'll get you <laughs> as many half off. That's, I deal with that with Ethan because, you know, we haven't had our own kids yet. So Ethan's just, you know, he, he sure. and Ellie. Ellie is further away. You know, and she has right. a more structured life. Ethan works from home so he can come visit all the time. And yeah, yeah. and it's it's the same. It's very much the same thing where uh, it's it's a little bit. And I think he loves coming here, but it's a little bit like, hey, whatever you want, you want. Right. All the everything in the bank account is yours. Come and love us. Yeah. Oh, maybe we start dude, a support group for Isaac and Ethan. When I dropped Isaac off at school. Um, it was, so he's obviously oldest. And so I'm where we go to this big building and get the, the keys to his apartment, uh, like the, the center building, wherever the office is, you know, and there's 13 apartment buildings. It really is built for college age students. And we're walking back and Olivia's to the left of me and Isaac's to the right of me. And I immediately think of this picture when they were kids and we were at the beach, oh, no. same positioning. And I'm just like, I know there's another one, but this is still hard. So we're bringing, I'm going to bring Olivia at the end of August far away to go to school. And it happens to be, so it's like Tuesday is check-in, Wednesday is freshman orientation, Thursday there's all these meetings. And then Friday, Saturday is the weekend, so there's really nothing going on except kids meeting each other and getting acclimated with the community. And then uh, Brouhaha is that week. The greatest so comedy festival it's, in the world. It's one of the, yeah, it's, it's the, one of the greatest comedy stages Christmas. in the world is underneath this tunnel that we've talked about. But I'm skipping it because I'm not going to be able to leave. I know yeah. that I'm just going to be able – I guarantee if, you're, if you work at Delta – 
Let me just tell you, you're going to receive several of these calls. I know I already changed my flight five times, but if I could just change it one more time, I'm going home to nothing. It's going to be brutal. That's the, when you first told me about orientation week, and it's, and the, the moment you told me about it, I knew you weren't going to likely make brouhaha, because it's not that they overlap. They could coincide, but right. they would have to coincide with your ability to accept them coinciding and orientation. Like, they'd have to be right. the walkaway. Now, here's a real question for you. And this isn't me lobbying you to go to brouhaha, because I see you enough. Okay. Um, but is there an argument to be made? And this is what I would do additionally. Maybe not brouhaha, but you can't go home I, and I and some people could but I'm talking about you I know you I know right. me I know how we think we had a conversation the other day on the phone about crying when people leave our house we're <laughs> so I I don't think you can go home I think no matter how long it takes you to leave you have to go somewhere you should go to if you yeah. if you're there Go down to, you know, wherever. Go visit a friend. Go to Arizona. Go to Texas. Go to, you know, go golfing sure. with a couple buddies. I think go to Bruhaha. I think whatever you do, <laughs> I think you have to go from her to activity to home. So by the time you get home, there has been, while you're experiencing that initial gut punch, there's enough distraction. Yeah before you get home and then you have the real loneliness, but it's been cushioned because God damn, I, and that's maybe I'm just projecting what I would do because finally getting on that plane, flying, getting in a car, driving by yourself for a couple hours and then getting to an empty house. A couple hours, it's three hours. But listen, I just wanted to say this, that the one saving grace here is that she is at her mom's. You know what I'm saying? Oh, She's at her sure. mom, it's 50-50 custody. Sure. So there so are you're a little times I'm this. in the house by myself. So I could handle that. And I don't think brouhaha is going to work because that's the weekend. So because what I'm thinking is I'm going to bring her there. Tuesday, she can do her stuff. Wednesday, I'll be around if she needs me. Thursday, be around if she needs me. Friday, Saturday, probably hang out, get some food. Sunday. Oh, that's the, that's the fun time. Yeah. And then you Sunday, leave. Maybe meet some friends. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, go to class with her. Make sure that everything is on the up and up with that. And then the not one more weekend, maybe some more dinners, hang out. And then Sunday, question, did I really get everything I needed out of those classes? So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, hit those classes one more time. Then back on the road. Are you sure then, you should get home. your degree? After all this time, are you sure this isn't the moment home. you should finally go back and get your degree? I thought you, I thought you hated college, Chad. to be like, well, yeah, I had no choice. I said, go into class anyways. It, uh, I think what you should do is start practicing, you know, because Olivia drives. But you should, from now on, when she goes back to her mom, the rule should have to be, you know, get a hold of Isaac. Be like, you're going to have to drive her car over there. And I'm going to yeah. drop Olivia off at her mom's. And every time she goes, all right, Dad, see you at Thanksgiving, just so you can start getting used to that feeling. Yeah. And then she calls you when you're on the way home. She goes, hey, just a heads up. I don't think I'm going to make it home for Thanksgiving. See you at Christmas, just, for the, <laughs> just to really expose you to it. What I'm going to do is actually contact a, a lawyer 
and be like, listen, I have 50-50 custody with my ex-wife and she is keeping my daughter until Thanksgiving. So we need to fight this. And at least I'll have something like I'm still being a dad. I'm still working for it. And then uh, pay all this uh, all this money. Oh, boy. Well, you're talking to him. Could you ask him about my fucking mold problem? Hey, listen, everyone. <laughs> if you didn't feel anything during this episode, why don't you go to the hospital and get your fucking heart checked, okay? Secondly, uh, we got some great things going on on the Patreon. The Patreon is live and ready it's to go. Live. It's patreon.com slash M-O-S podcast yes, where you can where you can uh get you can get free stuff you can sign up for free uh there's going to be a long lost episode that we did a while ago had some uh had some noise problems there's or something little, like that and justin, justin said a it. little bit of audio problems and also according to justin you were so tired you were almost dead and i was extra feisty and so oh. So that combined with the audio delayed the release. And so now it's a, you get a free lost episode. We're not, a, this isn't even your first pay for an episode episode. There's a whole free, we call these the basement tapes. Isn't that something that, that like, what is that, Weezer? I don't know. Who did the basement tapes? Is that Weezer? Can't remember. But I also know there's going to be um, a little a pre-show banter because uh, Cyrus Amundsen was drinking uh, a vat of shake. It's a not a vat, vat of smoothie. Shaker. Listen here, brother. It is normal Nope, size. don't even try it. So uh, so go there. Check it out. You can All the free stuff, that's yours. When we put out an episode, which we're going to do either uh, this week or next um and you want to pay for that you can if you don't want to don't that's your deal but uh at least go and and get on the patreon list so you have access to that stuff okie dokie i love you this was an episode where we talked about a lot of things more than just jokes and i love you and i love I you go. you gotta go
Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.